seated, please. Well, it's good to be home. Uh, a lot of things happened uh, while I was gone. Uh, Ginger sold the house while I was gone and bought another one. I'm over there trying to find a hot spot between a couple of phones to sign all the documents on my phone, you know. I mean, it was not not easy, but I thank you all for, for being patient with me while I'm well, I do all this stuff, it's just, it's important that we are a world missions church. It's vital. It's vital. Um, last trip, well, I just got back from, we went to, uh, I went to Arusha, Tanzania, which is at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro, and we drove from there, we drew, drove through the Pata mountain range that goes from Kilimanjaro to the northeast end of the Indian Ocean. And it is gorgeous. It is just magnificent. Every view is breathtaking. It's, it's, it is gorgeous. But when we get to this little small town, it's almost all Muslim. And I looked at Egan and I said, man, this place is just about all Muslim. He said, that's why we're here. So we had a small crusade because we were in a small place. There was three, maybe 4,000. 4,000 stretching it probably, you know, um, what we saw were a thousand Muslims converted to Christ. So, you know, it's, it's when you walk into a situation, you see, hey, there's not a lot of people here. Where can I do the most good? Because you're not there to hear yourself preach. You're not there to hear yourself. You're not, you are there for the people that are set before you. So you adjust, you, you, you immerse yourself into their culture because they're not going to immerse themselves into yours. But you reach them on their level, on their culture. You see, I saw, I saw a sign in an airport. I'm going to preach a message on this. It's, it, I was going through, um, I think it was Johannesburg, Af- uh, uh, South Africa. And on the wall, man, I saw this. It was crazy revelation. And it was a business that was advertising on this wall in the airport. It said this. It said, traditional values with innovative ideas. I said, why can't the church get that? Why can't they get that? I mean, you know, we get that. Don't get me wrong. We get that. But you've got to stick to the scriptures and you've got to reach them with today's methods. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's not impossible. And, and unfortunately, a lot of places have just given up on the effort. And that's what I'm going to take, preach about today. Proverbs 3.6. My dad's life verse, Joel's life verse, his Fast becoming mine. I mean, it's about the only thing I preach overseas anymore, you know. But uh, it says, if you acknowledge God in all your ways, he'll direct your path. Man, that's, that's, that, that's a good thing. If you, whatever you acknowledge God in, he'll, he'll acknowledge you in. And he'll direct you to where you need to go, where you'll get the most done for the kingdom, not you. So... Every journey begins with one step. Just one step. I don't know if y'all are aware of this. I mean, those of y'all that were with us in the old building over there, I used to say this all the time. You can get anywhere in the world from right where you're at. 
If a boy from Castor, Louisiana can travel to 40 different nations around the world, you can go anywhere you want to. You can do anything you want to do. It's all a choice, and it all begins with a step. The thing, the, 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 the thing I like most about taking that, that first step is I get a guarantee that God's going to direct where I go, not me. Not situations, not circumstances. God determines it. Why? Because I'm acknowledging Him in it. I'm doing it for Him. I'm not doing it for, for me. I'm doing it for Him. So He's going to acknowledge me. He's going to acknowledge the direction I'm going. And he's going to send me exactly where He needs me to be. Isn't that a simple concept? That's Bible, people. That's fact. That's not my idea. That's what... That's what... Look, look, you can see it easier there. This is just the most unbelievable revelation you can ever have. One step, one step can change eternity. One step determines your destination. But that next step... That determines your journey. When I got saved, my destination was never the reason that I got saved. Getting to heaven was not my goal. I knew I was hellbound. I tried to lie to myself, you know. You know, some of y'all may be able to relate to this, but please don't raise your hand. I'm, I'll be the only guy in here that, that's, that says this, okay? I used to be drunk off my rear end, laying in bed, saying, Lord, forgive me my sins. Jesus' name, amen. I did that every night, so I'd wake up the next morning knowing that if I died that night, I would go to heaven. That's just the stupidest reasoning. I mean, the devil can blind you so much. That you, you, it's simple as this. You can't live like hell and go to heaven. How do you get to heaven? You become like Christ because he became like you and won every battle that you'll have in your life if you just listen to what his word says. I got up off a floor that looked just like this, rock hard. When I got saved, and I got up, and I took a step towards my pickup truck, and and when I got in that truck, I said, I am not doing this halfway. I've wasted 37 years of my entire life. I'm not going to waste another second. That was just my mentality. Would you think, so... What would have happened if I wouldn't have made that step? I wouldn't be married right now. She wouldn't have tolerated me this long. She was at her wit's end for a long time. And I don't blame her. If she she would have left me then, I would have understood. I really would have. Because I was just, you know, it's not like I was a bad husband. I was just a bad person, you know. I love my wife. Don't cheat. Don't, you know, I mean, I'm good. But 
she wasn't going to put up with it for a long time. And so if I wouldn't have made that first step, you wouldn't be here today. You see, God judges what you do by what you put into motion. We've, we've talked about this. Well, I went into the ministry, failed terribly at pastoring a church, so I decided to start my own. No, I didn't decide. God decided that. He just said build a world outreach center. That's, church is just a byproduct of that. What, we, what I did the other day, that's what I'm called to do. That's what I, that's, I, I love it. I love it with everything that's in me. And I, I'm going to step towards it every chance I get, right towards it. And Jerry Lackey and I were on the phone nearly a half the night last night. We finally got all of the stuff lined out. The price, everything is done. So... Um, we need to set up a meeting. But if y'all want to meet in the break room after church, I'll, I'll meet with y'all and just give y'all a brief rundown. But um, it's going to be epic. You hear me? That's a good word. Epic. That's what I'm going to change it. Paul, and it's no longer Paul Gray International Ministries. Epic Ministries. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think that'd be a little bit self-serving having that name. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, oh, I wrote this down. I, I, yeah, it's going to sound. Take your first step towards destiny. Take first step towards greatness. See, God, God put great things in you, but He, he can't pull them out until you're walking the path that He chose for you to walk. You're not going to be able to operate in everything you're supposed to be operating in if you're not. Doing what he says to do. If you're not hearing him, you're not doing it. If you're not doing it, you're not advancing the kingdom. You're wasting time. At least that's the way I, I see it. I was put on this earth not to have a, a beautiful wife and beautiful, talented children. That's not my reason for being here on earth. That's a bonus. It's a bonus. I was talking to a guy the other day, and um, his wife's been dead a few years. She died tragically. And um, anyway, he called me out of nowhere, and um, we got to talking. And he said, "He said, Paul. He said, he said, he said, I'm since, since he said I've I've been a Christian my whole life. He said, and I found somebody, and I love them, and I feel bad about it." I said, well, he said, I want to get married, but I feel guilty. I said, well, let's just go to the Word real quick. I'm going to say his name's Joe. It's not. I said, Joe, the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. That's one of the first statements God ever made that was recorded in the book of Genesis. It's not good for man to be alone. And, you know... What we think is we're put here to build this life for us. That's the way we're geared. We're geared for self-protection, for self-motivation. We're geared for all of that for self. Why? Because that's the way the devil wants us to think. But when we become Christians, that's got to change. It's got to change. If it doesn't change, it's not Jesus. Jesus is the most life-changing thing that will ever happen to you. But once you become one, we think it's a sin to change things. 
It seems like every journey begins with a step. And it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, the things that happened before then. I've been saved a couple years, and I met Rob Carman. So I want to go on a mission trip with you. For the next 18 years, me and that man traveled all around the world a million times. Why? Because I took that first step towards him. I knew that he had something that I needed. And I wasn't going to let go of that man until I got it. And I told him that. I said, you won't get rid of me. And he wanted rid of me for a while. But, you know, I mean... He taught me how to pastor. He taught me. He taught me how to, what? But I took a step towards something. I knew that I was. I knew that I was called to do something good. I'm in the same boat. A lot of a lot of a lot of people are right now. There's a lot of people in this room. I know God has something for me. I just don't know what it is. How many? Yeah. Uh huh. Everybody just about in the Christian world. I mean, that's the one thing. I that's the thing I get asked the absolute most about. I know. I'm here to do something. I just don't know what God's purpose for me is. I don't know what God's plan for me is. And, and, you know what? Quit worrying about it. You see something that needs to be done, step towards it, and I promise you God will direct your path exactly where you need to go. And it may not be for you, and it may not be for the person that you're going to, but I promise you what you put into motion Taking a step. What you put into motion is what God looks at the hardest. And he's proud. Because he's directing you. You're saying, okay, God, you direct my step. Here I go. And God's all will say, okay. Over here, this way. You're going the exact wrong direction. But you're going. And you're doing. So he can direct. Have I beat this thing to death? I think I beat the snot out of it. John 4, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, one of them. I mean, I don't relate to John, but I relate to his writing really good. I, for some reason, I don't. But anyhow, there was a woman at the well, and, and uh, Jesus walked up, and the disciples went into town to try to find him something to eat. Evidently, he'd just come off a fast or something because it was important for, them to, for him to eat. They were going to go find something for Jesus. You stay here. At this well, and we're going to go get you something to eat. So that's what happened. Right? This woman comes to the well. Y'all have heard the story. The woman at the well. This is it. Woman comes to the well, and uh, Jesus starts reading her mail. And he said, you've been married five times. You're not getting that. She said, some good water for her husband or something like that. And, and Jesus said, you've been married five times. She said, I perceive that you are a prophet. Because he was right. And Jesus ministered to this woman. And then the woman went back. And she started a revival in ten cities. It's crazy. But then she's sitting there. Talking to Jesus. And the disciples come back. And they had not found anything to eat. And so they said, what are you doing talking to that woman? Just having a conversation. Well, we didn't find any food, so we're going to have to go back a different direction to try to find some food. And this is what Jesus' response was. In the meantime, his disciples said, Rabbi, eat. Here we go. 
32. He said to them, I have food to eat which you do not know. Was he on a supernatural fast? No. Next. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? He has got food that we don't know about, so evidently somebody came and gave him food. Right? That's what they're thinking. That's their train of thought. They have no idea one of the most profound statements in Jesus' life was about to be said. They were just confused. Like the church of today, all over the world is confused sometimes, you know? It's it's the same thing. They take what they think they see, and they don't get the revelation knowledge of what it really is about. Are you there? Okay. And Jesus said... To them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. First of all, before I get into the stuff that I really like, let me finish his work. So God did something that he didn't finish? No, he's got the plans to the finish inside each and every Christian in the world. He's got it. The problem is a lot of people struggle with that thing, you know, uh, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I do nothing. I don't want to get ahead of God. There's nobody in this world that can get ahead of God. I just want you all to know that. It's the stupidest statement in Christian language. That one, new levels, new devils. Why would you physically invite new devils into the next level of your life? Isn't that stupid? It's crazy. But it rhymes. That kind of stuff don't translate in Swahili or Setswana. It don't rhyme in any other language but the English language. It's not cute anywhere else, and it's false here. Anyway, to do... (laughs) To finish his work. God finished the work and he put the remainder of it inside of us, right? So we're supposed to do that. But what happens? What happens when you get into it? When you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, living for Jesus on planet earth for a brief, brief time in the span of time. Jesus said to him, my food is to do the will of God, my Father, who sent me, and to finish his work. What were you created for? Good works. All this stuff is tied together. Every scripture in the Bible is tied together. Every single one of them. We just get so blinded to what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, what we think we're supposed to be doing. We don't really listen to the word. Go back one scripture. Go to 33. Has anybody brought you anything to eat? Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Go back again to 34. My food. He actually said it. My food is to do the will of God. It's to do the will of the Father. That's what feeds me. That's what Jesus said. What feeds me is to do the will of his Father. Why, why, does it, 
Why does it feed you? Because it fills you. When you're doing what you're supposed to be doing for God, it fills you. It feeds you. It fuels you. It's the reason you get up and the reason you don't want to go to bed because God's placed something in you that you're taking a step towards and there's something inside of you that just burns and burns and burns until you get it out. You know, I mean, when I went to Papua New Guinea for the first time, I'm telling you a light came on inside my head and I was changed forever. Forever. I saw people living on 50 cents a day, making a buck a day. I saw poverty like I've never seen it. And all all I could feel was compassion and hurt that, you know, if our, and believe me, y'all are going to laugh when I say this. And we gripe about our fries not being hot. Me being the main one. There's nothing better than McDonald's a good, hot, salty McDonald's French fry. And there's nothing worse than a bad French fry. It won't fuel you. It won't feed you. You don't have to sit in a line, two lines, for 30 minutes to get French fries. I'm just done with it. I, I, I can't wait that long anymore. Can, can you imagine having the best french fries in the world in a restaurant and you just go, you know what, that line is just not worth it. And if you live in Minden, you know what I'm talking about. Just not worth it. That's the way I think that some Christians do. You know what, that line is just too long for me. I know it's good, but is it worth the wait? Every once in a while, I get crazy, and I try it. I tried it yesterday morning at 10.45. I was going to play golf. I said, i got to have some fries, man. i got to have some fries. So I drive up there. I said, could I have? And when I go to McDonald's, I don't say no, nothing, Harley. Just, just give it to me, however. Because I'm going to eat the hamburger regardless of how bad it is. Because I got to have something while I'm chewing them hot French fries, right? Got a coke, so I'll drive through. I drive through. I said, "Hey, give me a quarter pounder meal with Coca Cola." How hard is that? They got a pic. No, they got a picture of it. Under and it's got number two beside it, right? So I go drive up, and they they they. Give me my Coke. I get, I'll give my money. So that's a racket. You get your money. You give your money at one place and your food at the other one. So it, you got to take what they give you. They, they think. Anyway, um, I won't move. I hold up both lines because it turns back into one line. Y'all going to have a problem if y'all don't give me some hot French fries. They made the mistake yesterday. Could you pull forward? I said, nope. <laughs> well, why not? I said, because I ordered food, fast food, not good food. If you can't get it to me fast, give me my money back. Well, I said to the other one, I said, well, you need to walk right back there and get my money back, or you'll give me some hot french fries right now. <laughs> I mean, I turn into the devil. 
I turn into the devil sometimes. You know, but you know what? That's what that's what it's like. Only God doesn't disappoint. You may stand in line, you may be going through the motions and get all the way up there, but when you get when you get to where you're supposed to be, when you get to your destination, it isn't gonna be a disappointment. The problem is we don't need to live for our destination, we need to live for our journey. Amen? We need to live for our journey. Live for, you don't you don't want to be stuck in that line. Don't know what to do, but if I stay here, I know I'll get to the food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've I've had a I had some people leave the church several years ago and. And they were they they were upset, you know, at me, I guess. Um, but anyway, they were going to be nice about it, though. At least they were nice about it. And so they come to me and they say, you know, um, we're just not getting fed here anymore. I said, well, it's not my job to feed you. Doing the will of your father's what feeds you. You're telling me you're out of the will of God. Well, no, that's, come here, let's go over here and let's look and see what it says. And I pull this up. I said, it ain't my job to babysit you. It ain't my job to feed you, but it is my job to lead you. And I'm telling you, you're making a mistake. I can't tell you what, how bad a shape they are in now, but it's not good. Got so upset they left church. For good. For good. Hmm. Remember this, the future is not in the devil's hands, it's in ours. And I misspelled ours. Where's that? Oh. oh my God, the Ukraine, Soviet Union has attacked the Ukraine. It's World War Three. we're all going to die, the rapture come. We're in the last days. I've been hearing that since I was that freaking tall. I think we were closer to the rapture in the book of Acts than we are now. I really believe that. Those people were so on fire, they were selling their houses to get people saved. Am I lying? Has anybody read the book of Acts? That's what they did. World evangelism will bring about the rapture. Pure and simple, end of story. World missions will bring about the rapture. I don't know anybody in the United States has not, has not been accessible to the gospel. Besides, if you don't believe me, go on Facebook. People argue about God all day. All, all, every day, all day on Facebook, right? Somebody died. God needed a rose. Oh, my God, who says that? God's not in the killing business. The Bible even tells us that's the devil's job. It's his job description. Kill, steal, destroy. And people think they want to make, feel good about a death. So they say, well, God took him. God did that. Let me tell you what. I would like to go in the rapture. But I need a little bit more cooperation worldwide to get there. Amen. One step.
Over a thousand Muslims got saved. The only hundreds of thousands of people that I've seen saved, peeled, and healed because of one step. And it was a, and it was the wrong one. But God acknowledged, I acknowledged God in what I was doing, and He directed my path. And He's going to direct it for the rest of my days. Just find something. Find something that needs to be done. And step towards it. And I promise you, when you get there, you're gonna, God's going to reveal things to you, and then he's going to move you towards something else. Man, I, I mean, here, here I am talking about oh, hundreds of thousands of people. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm think, talking about that. But my first job was take, changing diapers in the nursery. You never know where God's going to lead you. You never know. No job's too small. And there ain't no job too big either. Going back to to Africa in June and July. And uh, have you? Do y'all still have Greg's? I'm fixing to change this thing right now. Do y'all still have Greg's um, scriptures for uh, the offering? No. Yeah, Second Corinthians six, I think. Who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. But who sows bountifully will also reap. Okay, go ahead. Next. God loves a cheerful, cheerful giver. Cheer, cheerful, cheerful giver. Next. All right, here we go. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you, always having all sufficiency and all things. Here we go, here we go, here we go may have an abundance for every what? Good word. Take that step, folks. Amen? Take that step. Grace will abound for every good work. You are created for good works. Step towards it. Amen? Stand to your feet. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you, Father. And as we stand here today, Father, raise your hands. Father, we just thank you right now. We just, as we take a step of faith, because without faith it's impossible to please you. But if we take a step in faith, Father, that we know you have got the rest of the steps all lined out. All we've got to do is keep going, keep walking, keep doing Something. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Is there anybody here that that, that, that uh, needs prayer?